Chapter 35 True Love's Kiss The medical staff swarmed Leo and lifted Nix onto a nearby bed. Several stethoscopes vied for a portion of Nix's chest, and three nurses felt for a pulse. She's not breathing. No heartbeat, call it. Code blue, people! Out of the way, we're all here. Her skin is still warm, a female snub-nosed doctor said. Brian, keep her oxygenated while I prep an AED. Brian tossed his lanyard so it hung behind his back and breathed into Nix's mouth. Nix could only stare. Everything was happening so fast. She'd almost panicked before realizing there wasn't actually any medical emergency. She could zap her body alive at any time. So why didn't she? Was she just enjoying watching herself be kissed by a very attractive guy? In this case, the very seemed appropriate. I need two nurses and an assistant, a bearded Indian doctor said. The rest of you get back to your stations. We still have a hospital to run. Actually, somebody bring me some epinephrine. Clarissa guided the bed into an empty room while Brian continued to perform CPR. The nurse in plaid scrubs shoved an overbed table against the wall. You kids clear out. Get info first, Brian said between breaths. These guys know her. Any idea what happened? The nurse asked. I saw Nick sleeping in the car, Leo said. I wanted to tell her what was going on, but she wouldn't wake up, no matter what I did. Any known medical conditions? Epilepsy? Diabetes? Severe allergies? She sometimes has trouble breathing, Jordan said with a slightly uncomfortable expression. Can you tell how long she's been? The nurse hooked Nick's up to a trio of machines. Dr. Shortnose returned with a chest shocky thing. It's okay, Nick said into Jordan's ear. I haven't been out long. Jordan looked around vaguely. Nix? he whispered. Yes. Jordan's expression was so distressed that Nix automatically put a hand on his shoulder, or in it, apparently, because at that instant, Nix was thrown sideways into Brian, who she also rebounded off as if he'd been an exposed power line. For a chaotic moment, Nix felt like a pinball. By the time she was finally thrown through the floor, she'd shorted out several machines, including the revival paddles, which the woman had dropped with a cry of pain. Nix must have hit some kind of main wire in the floor as well, because half the lights went out. It took Nix a second to regain her bearings. What the heck had just happened? In this form, she barely existed. How was she shorting out electronics? And why did touching people shock the ghost crap out of her, and yet she could slide into her own body without so much as a tingle? Maybe it had something to do with their bodies being occupied and not belonging to her. Shortnose picked up the paddles. They're fried! How did- Go get another one! Beardy shouted. Peterson, you come with me. We need to check the other rooms for power outage. Leave it, Brian said. Backup generators will- There are at least four patients on respirators, Beardy said. I don't know the room numbers. I'm going to need- He tried to make a hasty exit, but ended up knocking Leo into the edge of the counter. Leo shouted in pain, and everyone started talking at once. The plaid nurse stumbled out after Beardy. Although Nix could see perfectly, the mortals in the room were obviously having trouble in the dim light. Shortnose dropped the useless paddles onto a counter. I didn't see any other defibrillators charging. They moved them, Brian said over the other voices. Ask Clarissa. But at that point, someone in the hallway shouted that the police had arrived and tried to arrest an elderly patient using the stairwell. The doctor swore and rushed out of the room. Brian repeated the doctor's expletive and added a few of his own. He pulled Jordan toward Nix's body. Keep her oxygenated. Two breaths, 15 compressions. I'll be back in 30 seconds. 
With that, Brian pushed his way out, leaving the teenagers alone with their dead friend. The room felt quiet, except for Leo softly groaning in pain. What are you waiting for, Nix? Jordan said under his breath. Good question. Nix could have re-entered her body several times by this point, but for some reason, she still hesitated. Everything had been clear when she'd come up to save Sarah. She'd been willing to give her old life for Tiago's happiness. It had almost been a relief, but now everything was complicated again. Aren't you going to do CPR? Sarah asked Jordan. When he hesitated, Tiago pushed him out of the way. This isn't a joke! Tiago took Jordan's place. Colors around Nyx seemed to grow more vibrant. A chorus of angels sounded in her head as Tiago Alfonso Padilla leaned over her lifeless form. Suddenly Nyx knew exactly what she'd been waiting for, and it was worth any number of dead brain cells. While Leo, Jordan, and Sarah looked on, Tiago held Nyx's nose and brought his lips to hers. Nyx watched her own chest rise with Tiago's air. Seeing him pound on her sternum was somewhat less gratifying, but the desperation in his eyes moved her beyond words. Even if it was a shallow reason to go on living, it was good enough for Nyx. Timing it precisely as Tiago finished the last compression, Nyx lowered her ghost form into her flesh. Tiago repositioned himself, and once again, his lips locked onto hers. Restarting her heart was not a problem. The re-entry pain never lasted long enough to make her cry out, but she couldn't hide from Tiago that something had changed. He pulled back. I think she moved. A shudder went up Nix's legs and back. Holy flip, her chest felt like it had been smashed in with a sledgehammer. What was going on? Nix was about to open her eyes when her nostrils closed and a warm mouth covered hers. In a glorious moment, she remembered everything. Abruptly, the pain in her breastbone seemed far away meaningless compared to this new reality. His face, touching hers, his smell magnified a hundred times. This was how life was to be lived. A sudden stream of hot air rushed into her mouth, sending her into a coughing fit. Soft warmth disappeared. Nix looked to see where Tiago had gone. Shadows met her eyes for half a second, and then the room filled with light. She blinked at the sudden brightness. Machines around her beeped. Far off, a police siren wailed. Cries of relief at the restored power echoed in the corridor. Her four friends surrounded her, a completely different relief etched in their faces. You're alive! Tiago grabbed her shoulders a little too enthusiastically. Her ribs had to be seriously bruised if not broken, but it was worth it. She would let him break every bone in her body if he'd just resuscitate her again. Nick stared up into Tiago's enormous eyes and tried to seem weak and helpless. You saved me. Behind him, Jordan's eyes rolled, but he was smiling. In fact, the only one that wasn't grinning like a fool was Sarah. Holy cow, Nix, Tiago said. I thought for sure you were. At that point, what was sure to be Tiago's confession of true love was drowned out by an assistant, two nurses, and a doctor flying into the room with armfuls of equipment. When they saw their patient conscious and smiling, they piled into each other and dropped half their stuff. It was clear from their expressions they hadn't expected Nix to pull through. Brian deposited a respirator on an empty bed and rushed over to take her vitals. While he pumped the arm cuff, he glanced at Tiago. What did you do? Tiago shrugged and a tiny smile bent the corner of his mouth. While the doctors fussed over Nix, Tiago stayed by her side. The medical staff and law enforcement didn't seem completely satisfied with her story of an asthma attack and they were more than a little skeptical about the mysterious man on the roof wearing a pillowcase. 
that they at least sent a couple officers to check the roof. Meanwhile, adults went in and out of the room, repeating the same questions, speculating about the unusual power outage, and speaking condescendingly to the high school kids, who should have been home studying, or at least watching TV. I can't believe it was actually Pillowhead, Tiago said the moment the room was free of nosy grown-ups. Looks like Nix was right all along. What did the guy want? Jordan asked. Sarah scowled. Said he was looking for some special rock, but I think he's just crazy. Leo's forehead wrinkled. Sounds crazy to me. Wait, Tiago said. Didn't the guy pretending to be Quincy say something about a glowing stone? Sarah's expression darkened. Yes, he did. And I think I know who was- Glowing rock, Jordan said. That's what Dibble asked Nix right before he fired her. Nix was about to ask what the flip he was talking about, but then remembered Dibble's unusual termination interview. She must have told Jordan then forgotten about it. Did Dibble say glowing rock? Yeah, and asked about your parentage. And then when you didn't give him the answers he was looking for, he made up some excuse to fire you. Nix shook her head. There's no way Dibble is Pillowhead. No, Jordan agreed. Dibble is shorter and stouter. But what are the chances two grown men would be looking for a magical glowing rock? Who said it was magical? Tiago asked. I was picturing something like a battery. Leo chuckled. Santi, no one's going to kidnap anybody to get something they could buy at Radio Shack. Now, whether the magic rock actually exists is something else entirely. Bet you anything, Jordan said, that Dibble knows who Pillowhead is. Should we tell the police? Nix asked. They won't do anything, Sarah said. Didn't you see how they looked at me when I told them what happened? They kept saying how convenient it is that no one else saw the guy on the roof. Nix had seen him too, but trying to explain how would only undermine Sarah's credibility. Jordan's dad would believe you? Or he'd pretend to, Jordan said. He'd be more interested in the surveillance footage. Clarissa entered and asked if anyone needed anything. She'd been extra accommodating since Nix had been revived, obviously to make up for her earlier negligence. Frank had yet to make an appearance. Maybe he'd gotten trapped in a bathroom stall. Can you send Brian in here? Sarah asked. I've got a few questions for him. Clarissa smiled as if she knew exactly what Sarah wanted with the handsome man. In the breeze of the nurse's departure, Nix caught a whiff of spicy motor oil. Was something wrong with her nose? Does anyone else smell that? It's me, Sarah said unapologetically. The pepper spray got on my hands. Awesome, Jordan said. You maced Pillowhead? I was looking in my purse for my phone and found the spray. It was kind of awesome, actually, Sarah grinned. Nix grinned, too, until she noticed Tiago was also smiling at Sarah, who had shifted her gaze to Tiago. So, Sarah, Nix said, a little sharper than she'd planned. Why did you sneak off to the hospital in the first place? Nix had heard a little of Sarah's conversation with the police, but it didn't make a lot of sense. Something else that seemed off was how blasé Sarah acted about being lured and trapped by a masked assailant who was most likely plotting her demise. If it had happened to Nix, she probably would have been huddled in a corner with her thumb in her mouth. Someone called my cell as soon as my dad left, Sarah said. It was almost like they were watching my house. Who was it? Tiago asked. Same guys before, pretending to be Quincy. When I told him I didn't buy his crap, he dropped the high voice and got all threatening. Jordan punctuated the revelation with a bit of creative profanity. He asked if you had a glowing stone? Nix guessed. Sarah nodded. I told him I did because you said I should play along. 
Nix wasn't sure how helpful that advice had been, but at least Sarah was safe now. He wanted to meet me in the woods somewhere, but I told him I'd only bring the stone to a public place with cameras and stuff. Good call, Leo mumbled. He said to drive to the bridge and he'd call and give me more instructions. Her cheeks grew rosy. That's why I didn't answer when you guys, and my dad, tried to get a hold of me. I was waiting for the guy to call. Chuck didn't wonder what was going on? Nix asked. He didn't really ask for an explanation, Sarah said. I think he was angry I woke him up. That boy does love his sleep, Jordan said. The door opened and Brian stuck his head in. You guys need something? Yes, Sarah said with a brilliant smile. Can you come in here? I was actually headed- It will only take a second, I promise. Just had a couple questions. Brian sighed and approached the bed. Leo, Sarah whispered soft enough that Brian wouldn't hear. And Tiago, go guard the door. They seemed confused, but obeyed. Brian leaned on a counter. Hit me. Sarah need him in the crotch.